friends. So welcome again, everyone, to this Christmas Eve meditation. We just began the recording for YouTube and Unspeakable Bliss. I'm going to be sharing a small passage from Rupert Spira's book, Being Aware of Being Aware. And it's a bit lighter hearted than the previous Meister Eckhart passage we just shared. This is from a chapter called Trailing Clouds of Glory. When the Zen teacher, Shunren Suzuki, this is a man who's meditated his whole life. And uh, actually, I, I think he wrote the book, Zen Mind, Beginner Mind. When the Zen teacher, Shunren Suzuki, was once asked why he never referred to his enlightenment experience, his wife, who was sitting at the back of the hall, stood up and said, because he never had one. The recognition of our true nature is not an exotic experience. Indeed, it is not an experience at all. In this recognition, our essential, irreducible, self-aware being simply loses its apparent limitations and its reality stands revealed, open, transparent, luminous, indestructible, unborn, and undying. When such a mind rises again, from the heart of awareness and ventures out into the realm of objective experience. It does so, as William Wordsworth said, trailing clouds of glory. That is, it rises from awareness, still saturated with the imperturbable peace and causeless joy that are essential qualities of awareness and makes these available to humanity. So feel free to make yourself as comfortable as you can if you're already not. That can be sitting or lying down. And that's the idea here with this, with this meditation and really any meditation I've led, which is to tune into and feel this imperturbable peace is causeless joy, not by us doing anything different, but just recognizing that some piece of our experience is already that. really love the definition of meditation as the art of not doing anything. The Western mind likes to turn even not doing anything into sitting here and really being the one doing something, being the one 
trying to get somewhere to achieve something, even if it's peace or even if it's relaxation through meditation. And the idea here is to tune into the fact, the uh, experience, no matter what underlies our very experience, that that peace, that freedom, that relaxation that we're seeking is actually beautiful paradox of a meditation practice. Because we're not practicing to get anything. We're just sitting to sit. It's really incredible, the richness of different experiences that are just naturally unfolding as we sit here. It can appear like there's actually quite a, quite a lot going on, even though we're just sitting here. In, in that way, I sometimes think of meditation like uh, I'm sitting down to watch a movie and there's the physical sensations, how your body feels sitting where you're sitting or lying where you're lying. There's the thoughts. Oceans. Breath. All these different 
kind of windows you look into it. Sounds. It's this curious entry of to who or what is all of these phenomena arising. It's kind of wild. It's wild and it's unknown. And it's kind of nice to just sit and go, oh yeah, none of this needs to change. It can just be exactly the way it is, however that is, however I am, whatever I am. Excuse me, that was an accident. My teeth is still going. My coffee cup hit the gong. Pardon the abruptness of that. I guess anything's possible in a kitchen.
my father recently, actually for quite a few years now, uh, has had a meditation practice and he'll share with me. He'll say, I'm just trying to stop myself thinking, just stopping my thinking. And I, I don't know where he got this idea from. Uh, and kudos to him if, if he can actually stop himself from thinking. But what I share with him and what I'll share now is that really it's just finding this place of coolness or peace regardless of thoughts that are ping-ponging around. Stopping our stopping, you know, so, so often we're always trying to stop something or move something. teacher that I admire. He says meditation is a universal yes to everything. Uh, an openness. A naturalness. In the word itself, meditation means to become familiar with. To become familiar with the workings of our own mind. To notice when we're sort of blanking out. Bringing the unconscious into conscious awareness.
And as we come to a close of this, this part of the meditation, I say part of the meditation because I invite each of you as we engage in uh, a dialogue to notice how the, if there is some kind of maybe peace or relaxation that you're experiencing, how it can be carried forth and brought into and through every moment of our day, including uh, our dialogue. And I want to close with an invitation, which may or may not be new to you. Tomorrow is the, as you know, the representative celebration of Christ Jesus being birthed, God taking on flesh. What a cool, beautiful story. And the invitation I have is that this same godliness that came into Jesus Christ is the same godliness that is animating our own flesh, our own bodies. This is the idea of the, the non-dual teaching that we are all one. Of course, this can be a disaster for the ego if the ego goes, I'm Christ and everyone else is not. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's in all of us. Buddha nature. It's called Christ, Christed consciousness. And just can you imagine the possibility that 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 we are made of the same substance? Some would call that blasphemy of the highest degree. I think it's blasphemy to say otherwise. In the, the words of Mother Teresa, she was asked, what does she do in the streets of Calcutta? And she's helping these uh, poor and, and destitute children in India. And she responded and she said, I see the distressed face of Jesus Christ in every being. 
I don't know about you, but uh, I can't say that 100% of the time, all the time, I'm seeing the face of Christ in every human being, every human being. But I guess that's why we call it a practice. So notice, notice your, as you transition, feel free if your eyes are closed, so they can remain closed and we can continue our dialogue. Good luck finding the unmute button if you wanna keep your eyes closed. And, uh, I have to uh, I have to leave, but I wanted to thank Christopher and Zalaka for hosting and Merry Christmas to everyone here on, on this call. Thanks for coming, brother. It was a pleasure. It was a happy yeah. surprise to see you come in. Thank you, John. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. I was noticing these beautiful spaces in between everything in between when you would speak and there'd be silence in between my ears where it would hear something and then behind that seemed like the sound when you used to turn on the TVs when they were like a little box set and you'd hear the like the the tiny little fuzz noises come on and I was like oh that's in between my ear and my hearing and then I'd hear box snoring and then in between box snoring was the jingles of the wind chimes outside and there was just space in between everything and I was just observing the space and that was really nice it reminds me of uh, I think Alan Watts when he says that if, if music didn't have space it wouldn't be music at all it would just be one <laughs> noise that's true that's yeah. true yeah that's, that's nice you know, there was one thing that you had mentioned about the ego, and it reminded me of um, a passage that I heard from uh, Wayne Dyer that said, ego is exiting God out. And that kind of, you know, resonated with me in a different way. You know, he says that, um, you know, he says to birth, it, it just, you know, you just had faith that, you know, your nose was going to appear, your ears were going to appear. And then once we were born, it was just like, nope, we got it from here. We'll take it from here. Mm -hmm. Like the ego kind of chiming in, in a sense. Mm -hmm. I found yeah. that interesting. Go ahead. I just said that I found that interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad my nose showed up on my face without me having to think about it. <laughs> That the passage uh, right, what I shared about uh, Mother Teresa actually is from Wayne Dyer. I, I heard him talking about that in one of stories. So. Spirit of Wayne coming through. Yeah, I was just uh, recently introduced to him uh, about a month ago. And uh, yeah, very inspiring. His um his sister or his daughters were just on um 
April Hanna. I don't know if you, Christopher and Zlatka, met her while you were up here. Um, she was up in Saratoga and she was part of my journey. I don't know if she, I don't think she came to the event, but she started a book club. Um, and so we just read one of Wayne Dyer's books in her book club. But previously, she actually had his daughters on her Path 11 productions. I don't know if you recall when I was going to be putting together that, like, um, whole thing with, like, Zelda and me and all this stuff. It was, like, just before the pandemic. But pandemic. Um, ha, ha, ha. But, yeah, um, I just think it's really cool how he keeps popping up very powerfully lately. Like, I've always known about him. But he's really uh he's, he's making a comeback <laughs> you know i guess for me um you know this you know when i kind of started this journey it really kind of for me the whole mind thing kind of started with dr joe dispenza so that's kind of where my journey kind of started with all of this in a sense and i don't know it's just when i came across wayne dyer just something about how he delivers it like he delivers it in like such a soft kind of way that it's just really in a way that you just you don't have any other choice but to just like grab onto this information that he's sharing you know what i mean and just like and then i just recently a couple of weeks ago watched his uh, movie the shift mm -hmm. and it was mm -hmm. just incredible i'm just uh it just it does it gives me a whole new perspective on so many different things mm -hmm. well there certainly are are absolutely no no accidents um because uh, actually, his book, The Power of Intention, I've listened to it like, I don't, I don't even know how many times because it's, it's his transmission, but also uh, Zlatka here, she, that's, that's one of the first teachers that she was introduced to when it comes to sort of spirituality and things like this. And she actually got to meet him uh, about a year before, or months before he passed, right? Wow. Um, That's a cool gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was I was telling my mom because he was really our main mentor teacher. I said, "Mom, we gotta go see Wayne because I have a feeling you know he's getting older. I don't know how much longer he's gonna be in this body." And we went to go see him in Denver, and yeah, literally four months later, it was May. Four months later, in August, he, he transitioned. So that was a really big gift for me and for her to to see him in the flesh as he created so much impact in in both of our lives um yeah yeah really really sweet such a such a father grandfather essence exactly yes exactly as i felt like it was just so easy just to gravitate to, to what he expressed and it, it just yeah very grateful to have uh had experienced him for sure. Christopher, I had this thought in the shower this morning. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to share this thought with Christopher today. So I'm in the shower and I'm thinking about past lives. And I'm thinking about how it's weird that we call them past lives. But then I'm also thinking about if it's a past life and I died in that life, and how is it going on at the same time in which for me to call it past? And then I was like, fuck that shit. That doesn't matter. But that was the thoughts that were coming, <laughs> coming through. I was like, like reincarnation. 
but timelines, linear time. So, you know, if we died in this, but we came back in that, but then we're not because all the time goes on at the same time. And so I just, I had this whole thought about it while I was just like washing my hair and all the water and the soaps coming out. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so, so there. Quantum <laughs> shower thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? So I was like, this sounds like a great contemplation thing that would be really fun to to just I mean, like, I wonder what you what you think about that. What your what are your guys' thoughts on that? Sakha seems like she has something. She's excited. I can feel it. She's like, oh, (laughs) did you have a moment in the shower, too, Z? No, I didn't. Not today. Um, however, I I was really fascinated with the whole concept of, of past lives many years ago. And I went to go get a past life regression. And in this regression, I saw myself in different timelines and present, overlapping, past, all the things. And very, very shortly after that, I, I got into Mira Kelly's book. And Mira Kelly is actually this Bulgarian. Um, she calls it past life because that's how people relate to it most. But it's really um, parallel lives. And, and that's the book. And Wayne actually forwarded the book. Of course uh, he did. Um, yeah, her, her book. Um, beyond, it's called Beyond Past Lives. And so... Mm, after reading just a little bit about it and tuning into time itself, time is always happening now. There, there are actually no past lives. It's like, that's not, that's, that's a, that's how we relate to it. Well, 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 there is no past, right? There, there is the concept of past. However, in, in uh, everything is happening right now. And therefore, we can connect to all the versions of us through different timelines, future, past, present. However, they're all happening simultaneously. However, the most familiar reality is linear time. We were so, we're so connected to time, right? Um, it's just, and so we, we, we have this notion of past lives because of well, reincarnation, all these things. Um, however, if, you, if any of us do past life regression, you, you're most likely going to see yourself in the future, in the present, overlapping. And so I like to think of it as parallel lives. All lives are happening now. They're just happening in different dimensions of time. And the, the time that we're most connected to is linear time. And so it's very um, trippy but this is what feels most relevant to me. And, and, and uh, a message I received um, two years ago being in Florida, I received that we can, we can tune into any, any energy, any archetype, any spirit, anything, because we're, we're all of it, we're everyone. And so we can tune in. That's why when you call in archangels or, or whatever, you're really calling yourself. You're calling different versions of yourself because it's all the self. It's all God. And God is experienced as each one of us individually. That's my, my, my kind of contemplation um, 
truth. I'm not saying it's the truth, but that's what I've come up with. Yeah. It reminds me of the movie Interstellar when uh, Matthew McConaughey is at the end of the movie, like in outside of space time and looking in on, and he's pushing that book. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, but yeah. So um, mm -hmm. anyway, anyway, uh, I, I actually recently had an opportunity to ask Rupert Spira about, I said, how do you think the, teaching that we're all one, basically, people call it non-duality, right? But the fact that we're just all interconnected, everything, and it's all now, <laughs> how would that, how can that inform science? And uh, even before I, I got to ask him the question, he cut me off and he said, I just interviewed um, Donald Hoffman. Donald Hoffman wrote this book called The Case Against Reality. And he talks about this idea of conscious realism, which is in fact, what you're talking about and what Zodka's talking about, how it's all just now and it's all somehow uh, connected, obviously, if it's all just now. And uh, I mean, I've had experiences meditating where all of a sudden I, I feel like I have memories of being a tree not even a person. <laughs> I was like, what do, what do we do with that? Well, I think to Zavka's point, like our minds are constructed to think in past, present, and future. And although it's not real, although it's a construct of the ego to help it. So like, I always make the, the joke, like, you know, it's very useful to me to remember that I, even though this is just a representation and it's not real, put the cup over there so that I can then later pick it up and put the water in my mouth instead of pour it all over the place or, or forget that I even put it there. So the, to me, like the, the ego and the, the construct of, of past, present and future is very, very useful. So I remember where my clothes are and I can put them <laughs> on in the morning, but be, beyond those practical things, when it comes to the other, other more kind of intricate things. Um, I don't know about that. And I'd be happy to share with you, or you'll see it, I guess, on Rupert's website. He said the episode will be published in January and they're talking about the collapse. This is the last thing that I wanted to say. I just remembered the collapse of space-time and how quantum physics, mostly quantum physics, but other areas of science are seeing that space-time, space and time are not, actually um it's a construct that we created to help us figure out some patternings but it's not actually real right so and and one thing that points out to this to to your your moment in the shower i think that it has something to do with this the quantum entanglement theory which you know there's there's a particle seven miles away from each other two particles seven miles away and they poke this one particle here and the other particle seven miles away moves. So they poke it and it goes like this. And the other one, not after, but it's going like that at the same time. So that, that blue science mind of like, oh my God, cause and effect is all wrong because this isn't causing that. It's happening at the same time, which means it's not actually a, a, a molecule. Maybe it's more like a wave and it's all interconnected. And when they poke it here, the it's it's manipulated in the same way but they just started to have to rethink the whole idea of space and time because of 
the fact that, you know, before they thought that maybe this could cause that, but the fact that the two are doing the same thing at the same time is pretty, pretty mind blowing for sure. So for, for whatever it were, whatever it's worth, Cody, that's. Yeah. No, it's, you know, for me, it was just kind of like this very interesting moment where I was like, oh yeah, like, cause these are things that like, I've had a past life regression too, where I, you know, I was a whale and I was an orangutan and I was a bird and I was, you know, and, and I went through all these lives that I saw. And yet when I came out of it, they didn't feel like they were a long time ago. And so like, I always felt that, like I always had that feeling. And then I just, again, though, most of the time I don't spend a lot of time going down any of these rabbit holes and I just do what I can with what I have to move me in the direction of the things that continue to call me because you can, the rabbit holes are a a fun place to go sometimes, but you don't want to get stuck down there because really at the end of the day, it's like, all right, does, does it matter? Does it matter? And doesn't it matter because it's the knowingness inside that you're just following what it is that you're feeling called to and what comes into your your awareness but it is fun every once in a while to be like yeah that's some weird like okay my brain can't fully grasp that so that's cool like we're gonna go leave that right there for a second but like knowing like there's a knowingness inside that i'm like we don't know everything i know we don't and and i know that this is maybe not as it's been explained to me, you know, or as people have tried to explain it, because why would the question come up in the shower for me to even ask otherwise? Cody, you're pointing to the whole, like this, this is, I was going to say this at the end of the meditation, but our eyes weren't open. So it wouldn't make, make sense. I often, I probably did this before with you, Cody, at some point, I imagine I tell people, I'm like, you want to see a miracle? And they're like, yeah. And I go, look, it's spirit moving matter. Like, this is a mystery. (laughs) This is a mystery. This is just totally, absolutely. How is, am I having a conscious experience? No one knows. How are you? What? Like, it's just, it's, this is just an absolute mystery. The whole thing. Yeah. And, to, you know, to speak on that, uh, the mystery part of it is uh, in the rabbit hole that you talk about is kind of went down one of those probably about a week ago. And I started thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, <laughs> I started thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, we are our thoughts and we control our thoughts and we're the ones that are having them thoughts. And then if you have, let's say, a negative thought, why does it seem, at least my experience, it seems challenging to change that negative thought to a positive thought sometimes? But it's like, well, if I can think that negative thought, why can't I just change it into a positive thought? So I'm really trying to wrap my head around this. And I think it's something that I'm more trying to take control over, which I know that I can't. And rather rather than just letting it naturally unfold the way that it should. So, you know, it's this rabbit hole that I'm going down. Like, well, why can't I just think positive immediately after thinking negatively? Like, I should be able to do that because I made myself think negatively. You know what I mean? So I'm really struggling in the sense of, and I, I think I fixate on it way too much throughout the course of a day of, you know, how I'm thinking all the time. And, and instead of just like naturally kind of letting myself just be me and just be, you know, so finding some the, the rabbit hole thing I went down. And yes, as it was fun to ask myself those questions and learn, I was also like, this seems uh, awfully confusing. Like what's going on? You know what I mean? So I, I felt a sense of frustration with it in some kind of way. 
uh, Ken, I want to share with you something that happened um, just a, a couple of conversations ago. We were talking about this whole idea of uh, the ego wanting to let go to make the situation better. But you, one of its favorite ways to let go is by gripping tighter. <laughs> and then it's like, well, well, I'm really going to let go. And then so to the point yeah, where it sounds like you like I had mentioned right here, I'll take it from here kind of in a way. I'll take it from here and handle it, right? I know. You know, I didn't even it, put it that way. So thank you for that. Yeah, it, yeah absolutely. That. And it's just, it's continually trying to be like, this is fucked up. I'm going to do something to make it better. But every single attempt is only making it is, is gripping on more and more. And I'm, I'm doing this because it literally is gripping to nothing. Cause that that's the, cause the ego's this, this construct. Right. And so Adyashanti, he's a, he's a teacher. It, it struck me. He's a, a Zen teacher so hard brother. When I read this um, a week ago, I think we were traveling here to Costa Rica and he said, the moment you can surrender. The only moment that you can actually surrender is when you realize you absolutely cannot. And I was like, oh, that's so good and true. It's really that it's that moment of like, this is hopeless. But and, and that's why I think sometimes it gets so dark for people like the dark night of the soul gets really, really so freaking dark until they really realize like, oh, I actually I never had control over this. And then finally, like to what you were saying, there's that like letting, you know, you said the word letting naturally. And then it's like, oh, yeah, wow, I was really uh I, I often think of uh, someone driving a car and the, there's someone steering the car and there's the passenger seat with the fake wheel and they're like going <laughs> crazy trying to, <laughs> but it's, it's not effective. You just sit back and enjoy the ride until it yeah. bursts into flames. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, you know, going back to Wayne Dyer in a sense of what you had said about, you know, you try to squeeze something and I believe it was him that said, you know, if you try to squeeze water, you're going to squeeze it nothing. It's just going to be nothing you know, at the end of the day. So, yeah, and that's where I think I, I'm getting to that point of, you know, letting the, let, just sitting back and taking along the ride, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the, the gene key that we're moving through right now, which it's these 64 different patterns of consciousness, different frequencies of consciousness that are seen in nature, in humanity, the more, we're looking at these patterns, the more we're seeing, oh yes, this exists within me and within everything else. And, the, and every five and a half, six days, we move through different transits at different collective frequency. Just like the moon moves every two and a half days, just like everything moves in cycles and patterns. And the, the jinky that we're moving through right now is moving from the shadow of self-obsession to the gift of naturalness, to the city of being, and this is what Richard Rudd, the, the author of the GPs, this is what what he's sharing that, you know, it's kind of funny. This is like a really, it's like, if you want a way out, this jinky gives you a way out. But he's like, but guess what? Too, too many people, they, they dismiss it because it's it's too easy. It's too easy just, just to be yourself, just to be natural, just to be you without like we trying. Want hard way. We want the hard yeah, way. Yeah, right? so we become so self-obsessed, <laughs> like, oh, what what's wrong with me? What what am I doing wrong? What it, you know, we become too me, me, me instead of just relaxing into our being and knowing that we cannot not be natural. We're actually always natural. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. That's funny. 
Speaking of Gene Keys, Latka, it's somebody's birthday tomorrow. Whose birthday is it? Oh my gosh. Okay, so you have that Gene Key. That's your life's work. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Can you explain like exactly what that means? That's pretty yeah, cool. I'm not sure having this conversation. It happens to be his birthday tomorrow. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'll be super curious. I can send you, I'll send Christopher the, the free um, jinky holographic profile and you can like type in your birthday and, and see for yourself because it does change every year. It moves like about a day and this is on the cusp right now. So basically tomorrow is the last day of this jinky and then we're moving into the next one. Meaning, I don't know if you're if you're into the next one or if, if or if this is the one but if this is the one that means that your life's work is the 10th gene key which is what i just shared which is i'm sorry say that one more time you kind of broke up a little bit i didn't hear that last part yeah um i will send the link to christopher so you could double check because it does depending on the year that you're born every year it changes about a day or so um however if you are i have a feeling you're already the next one um but basically the based on where the sun is right now it the jinkies are moving with the sun and the moon and everything and so you can see you can see your life's work and maybe your life's work is the gift of naturalness right and how to embody this naturalness and how to share it with the world depends on your archetype, depends on your line. So after the jinky, you're going to see a line. It's going to say 10.1 or 10.2 up to six. And each line represents a different story. Each line has a different character through which the jinky, this frequency desires to express itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like for example, I have line six, which is the visionary, the teacher visionary. And um, and my jinky is moving from this location, like being lost in the world, to orientation, to feeling oriented in the world, to unity. So my highest aspiration, the city, S-I-D-D-H-I, -D -D it means in, means divine gift in Sanskrit. That's the our that's our zenit. That's that's our highest aspiration as a human that we can acquire in this lifetime. And all the cities are all speaking to the same thing. They're just different doorways to, to, to the divine, to the one, to God, to the creator. And so my life's work is to be a visionary, to hold the vision of unity, to speak about unity, to educate about unity, to share about the, and that's how we can orient ourselves. When we feel unity within ourselves, when the masculine and feminine come into balance, and we can see the wholeness in life. And it's just really useful to see the different codes that we carry, that we're, we're born with, and how sure. they play off. There's so much more information, but this is like a little, little. It's, yeah. it's based on a general, just like really generally, I'm saying this because whenever I hear her talking to someone about it, not whenever, but sometimes I'm like, man, I. I I, I want to hear the more general thing. So I'm, I'm assuming that maybe you want to hear what I would want to hear. Anyway, it's it's based on astrology, the I Ching, which is this, the book, the Chinese book of changes, which China and China over thousands of years ago, they would make important business decisions based on life decisions, everything. Yeah, decisions 
any decision that's important, they would often consult this oracle and throw sticks. And these sticks would come out with, there'd be 64 different potential uh, outcomes that would be representative of. And, and it worked for China very well for, for actually a very long time. It's, 5, it's one of the oldest. Yeah, it's over 5,000 years old. So, and then the fact that there's 64 chromosomes in our DNA. So these, these codes, these gene keys, are deeply embedded into uh, into the earth and into our, our biology as humans. And then based on the time that you're born, it's gonna kind of like spit out a profile and tell you which of those 64 gene keys, including the life's work that she talked about, is more prevalent in your uh, your package, you know, how you're how you're coming and and being in the world. Although we all have all 64 or gene keys within us because again it's based on genetics etc cetera, etc cetera. so i just wanted to kind of offer the zoomed out view too yeah thank you for that interesting oh yeah my soul family is a lot of fun. They all have these beautiful different qualities and they all add something absolutely amazing. So you're actually sitting with two of my favorite humans in flesh. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the invite. Thank you. They're out in Costa Rica. Sounds beautiful. I'm going to go visit you guys in April. I know. April, beautiful. Yes. I was just going to look at the dates again today, which dates are coming. Um, yeah, so it'd be, let's see, the the retreat that I'm going to is the 15th to the 22nd. So I'd be coming like the days before the retreat, like three days or something before it, like, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 or something like that. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So where are you tuning in from, Ken? And how do you, you and Cody know each other? So um, if you're asking where I'm tuning in from New York, and okay. um, I mean, if it's cool to share, right, Cody? I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, they know everything. Yeah, um, I was um, introduced to uh, a Reiki instructor that I started seeing, and I was seeing her, and then she was just, you know, her, our, our last session we had, she was like, you know, your energy, she says, I, I just feel like I have to connect you with somebody that I know, and your guys' energies, like, just will flow. So. I exchanged my information with Lynn, my Reiki instructor, and she passed it along to Cody. And then here we are. You guys, do you remember Lynn Gelman? Um, blonde, older lady with blonde yeah, hair. I remember. Yeah. I, did you guys go see her, see her like sessions or did you, but she came to our, she came to our windows to the soul day treat. I did do a I think, session. Yeah, with Slodka her. did a session. Yeah. 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 yeah so that's, that's, that's Cody's and I's connection. I see. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Lynn, Lynn messaged me and she's like, hey, I didn't give this person your number because I didn't want to give it out. But she's like, I just feel like, you know, you guys might get along. And so I, he gave me his information if you want to chat. I'm like, all right, sure. And that's what I said. I said, you know what? I said, I'm completely open to it. Why not? I said, well, you know, what's the worst case scenario? <laughs> I said, this is great because... um it was just interesting how it all unfolded too, because in the beginning of our session, um, you know, on this journey of mine that, you know, that's new to me in a sense, it's, uh, I don't have many, we'll say like-minded people in that way that I have surrounded around me. So I was having that discussion with her and saying, you know, 
you know, my growth is what I'm doing, my work and stuff, which is the important stuff. But, you know, when it comes to sharing this stuff and maybe bouncing ideas, it's, you know, I don't really have those people that kind of align in that way that maybe understand or want to understand that. So I felt like there was kind of this block. And then like at the end of our session, I mean, which you recommended this, and I was like, and it's just happening like this. I'm, you know, now I'm in front of these like-minded people, you know what I mean? That way I get to share this stuff with and hear your guys' stuff. And yeah, so it's just taking my hands off the wheel. <laughs> hey, well, welcome home, brother. You, it's only going to, now that you're in through the Cody portal, it's only going to continue to ripple out and expand from here. So yes, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. So it was like, at first I was kind of like, you know, with the Zoom call thing, I was like, this is something completely new to me. So at first I was just like, oh, I'm like, I don't know. I think that was just my old programming in a sense that was telling me like, hey, you don't do these kinds of things. This isn't something you do. So, we're, you know, and I was like, I'm going all in. Let's do it. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm laughing because I know I know so well about who I used to be or things I used to do and then to the things that I do now. And so many times have I had those moments where even even then in the new thing, I'm kind of, it's surreal, right? Because I'm looking at myself and I'm experiencing, I'm just like, whoa, that guy back there would have been looking at that guy going, what are, what are you doing, man? And I'm, and I'm very happy with that. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's just, um, God, it, it's just super exciting. I'm just, that's super exciting. So that's the only thing like I can kind of say is it just, just feels exciting, you know? But again, you know, I've also said, you know, there's times of, I feel frustration through the process as well too sometimes, you know, but, um, but I'm hopeful for it. And I believe in it, you know? Hmm. Yeah. 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 If you ever want to get immersed into like-minded, like-hearted people, just come here for <laughs> a week or two weeks and you'll, <laughs> you'll connect with so many, so many incredible people. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> You know, what's funny is when you're just <laughs> you're just talking about like, so even though, right, like been on this journey for a while, I still have those moments where I look at the old me thinking that the new me would that the old me would be like, what the hell is the new me doing? And I had that at one of Zelda's. Um, uh, she did like a meditation drumming thing the other night and I'm sitting there and I'm like wailing on the drum and I'm making all these noises and I'm just like, ah! you know, like, yay. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, previous Cody would have been like, oh, she drank some Kool-Aid, like this girl <laughs> lost it. Like, oh no, she's that woo woo crazy lady in the corner with the drum yelling out, doing all this stuff. And then I look and right as I'm having this thought, this other older woman is literally sitting with her drum and she's like, and she starts doing this and like with her legs. And I'm like, all right, I didn't get to that level yet. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just really funny to like, see that I was, I was already thinking that I was like at that level by thinking from the perspective of the previous meanness. But that's how I thought I looked to myself. But then she did it. I'm like, oh, yeah, now I don't look like that. And now he's like, oh, now I got like another. Now I got. Now we got to get we'll get there so that that we can say that later. <laughs> so it was just this kind of funny little playfulness I had in my mind that day. No, you know, going back to that, it's so true because, you know, just yesterday I'm hanging out with one of my friends and, you know, I'm telling him about this road that I'm traveling down and stuff. And, you know, he kind of made the joke. He says, oh, what are you going to start? 
you know, to me not eating meat and stuff anymore and all that. And I said, I could be open to that. I'm like, you know what I mean? But then I look back and I'm like, you know, the old me would have just been like, no shot. I'll never not switch my diet in that kind of way. But now I'm like, you know, I think of myself, you know, in the sense of, you know, really my body is kind of just the garage where I put myself. But then why wouldn't I want to take care of this garage though? You know what I mean? That I store myself to at the same time. So, you know, if that's just going to make my garage better coded to, you know what I mean? Support the inside me. then I, you know, I'd be open to those things, but, you know, just to go back, like, I, I mean, the old me would have just been like, yeah, no way, no shot. I'll never do that. You know? Yeah. I used to tell people I'd die without eating meat. And then I, <laughs> and then I didn't eat any meat for like, I was going to start that four years ago. Now I think, and I, I survived. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. Pretty funny. But anyway, guys. So good to connect with you both, to see you, Cody, to meet you. Um, right, thank you. Been a, yes. I'm Feel free to add us on, on Facebook if you like or connect Absolutely. with us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're good good people to have on the journey. Yeah, sounds it. Thanks, Cody. It's a good group. I love you guys. Merry Christmas Eve, you. everyone. Wishing you Merry Christmas Eve. Happy day before you. birthday. Yay. Thank you guys. Enjoy. Happy okay. Birthday. Birthday. Like the birth of Christ and Ken. <laughs> Same day. <laughs> we were talking about. That's right. That's it. All right, guys. You guys take care. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye. Much love. Bye. 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 B